from the Western Riverside Council of Governments. I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CODcast. Workforce development grows a region's economic stability by training workers for future meaningful employment opportunities. This in turn increases the quality of life throughout a city and the larger subregion. The city of Paris, California has recently announced plans to create the Paris Downtown Skills Training and Job Placement Center, also known as the Skills Center, in the heart of their downtown area. Today, we are pleased to welcome Dr. Grace Williams, who is the Economic Development Director at the City of Paris, who is leading the charge in this endeavor. So Dr. Williams, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Rachel. How's your day been so far? It's been good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to come on to the podcast with us today. So how long have you lived in Western Riverside County? I have lived in Western Riverside County and in uh, specifically in Paris for a little over a year. Okay. And I bought my house last year when I took up the job with the city of Paris. But I've been working here for about 18 years, going on 19 years. Okay, awesome. So you're really invested in the community. I am. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, where were you at before you worked for the city of Paris? So prior to Paris, I was at March Joint Powers Authority. Mm -hmm. And I worked there um, as their community and economic development manager, Mm -hmm. did urban planning there as well managed projects for almost 11 years mm-hmm. and and worked in partnership with the base and also surrounding cities, Marina Valley, Riverside, Paris, and the county um, to develop uh, properties and bring jobs to the area. Yeah, awesome. And that's kind of co-aligns with what you're doing now with yes. um, the Skill Center in Paris. So jump in right in. So Paris announced in late 2018, it was actually at your guys' state of the city, that um, Paris was awarded over $5 million in federal funding to develop a workforce development center in Paris. So can you just take some time to tell us um, what you did and what the staff did to be successful in obtaining those funds? Sure. So um, I think the first thing that we did was uh, um, get in contact with the federal agency that had um, funding available Mm -hmm. specifically for disadvantaged communities to do projects in those communities and the city of paris has very um some some pockets of 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 uh disadvantaged areas very Mm -hmm. low and low-income families so we had the demographics to qualify the city for some you know good federal funds so um, so that was the first thing we did, um, understanding what our demographics were, understanding what the needs in the community were. Um, our city, uh, you know, has uh, pockets with the highest unemployment rates in mm-hmm. the region mm-hmm. and the lowest education attainment in the region. So there is a, a strong need for some investments in those communities. So when we found out about federal EDA's um, grants, and in fact, I, I knew about them already from my prior experience at March. Um, we got in contact with the regional director, mm-hmm. Will Marshall, had a conversation with him, invited him out to take a look at the city, and pitched some ideas to him. And, and so in talking to the community and in talking to some educators, uh, we found out that we have a high rate of graduates from high school that don't go to college. Mm-hmm. And in talking to some of the high school students, I learned that families will tend to want their students or graduates to stay home and get a job to help them pay bills. 
So skills development is a very big need in our city. Mm -hmm. And being able to guarantee jobs that are sustainable, that pay well, mm -hmm. so that families can support each other, mm -hmm. um, that, that was a big uh, vision and goal for workforce development. So when I came on board with the city, my, my primary goal was to find federal funding or any kind of funding that we could bring in to develop uh, job, uh, job training opportunities, uh, projects, and programs. So mm -hmm. the Skills Center, we pitched it as an idea to uh, Will Marshall. Uh, he liked it a lot. We had a site, we have a site in our downtown area that the city owns. So having a, a city-owned property was very helpful, but mm -hmm. specifically in the downtown area, right across the Metrolink station, in an area that we're already uh, developing and right. building up. So it was really exciting opportunity. And so all we really needed was some funding um, from the feds to install the building and then put in the programs that will help uh, build up our workforce. Definitely. It really sounds like it was all through connections and really being able to listen and then apply kind of where those gaps were. So like listening to the community, seeing that there wasn't a high um, college degree attainment rate yeah. and there was this the gap in families wanting their students to go work, but then where are they going to go work without those right. skills or even certificates of saying, hey, this is what I can do upon graduation from um, high school. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the other big pieces, too, in, in the, the whole um, effort is our businesses. Hmm. So finding out what jobs are available in the area. So as we're training these students um, that they're Uh, skills are relevant to the jobs that Definitely. are readily available for them when they come out of school. So we uh, talked to our local businesses and uh, 15 of them signed on to really do pilot programming with us on, on skills training. Uh, last year, oh my gosh, time flies. No, it was over a year ago. Um, when I was at March, I developed a program called MARS. It stands for Manufacturing Aerospace Research and Science. And much of the idea behind Mars is this skills training in high school. Mm -hmm. So we developed a program or um, a pilot program uh, whereby we brought in a manufacturer, aerospace and defense manufacturer mm -hmm. called AMRO, and they were looking for welders. So they agreed to help us bring in a continuation high school in Paris and, um, and develop a curriculum for welding. Mm -hmm. So the Continuation High School adopted the welding uh, curriculum. They were very eager to train their students. They graduated 30 welders last year. That's awesome. AMRO interviewed five of them. So mm -hmm. the school high school um, picked out the five top performers in the program. AMRO interviewed five and they hired one of the students. Mm -hmm. The high school will be graduating 30 more students this year. And so the city of Paris, because the high school is in our city, we're looking to expand that program and bring in some, some soft skills training mm -hmm. uh, to help better prepare those students before they get in front of the employers. Um, so it's, it's uh, again, a pilot program that was started a little over a year ago that we're expanding in the city of Paris. But that partnership with AMRO was really key because mm -hmm. they, they helped formulate that curriculum that then other businesses like Amra, we have other small manufacturers that looked at it and they're interested in hiring the welders. So um, in our federal EDA grant application, EDA really wanted us to prove up that there would be private beneficiaries mm. if they give us the funding mm -hmm. for skills training. So that's where our 15 businesses came into play. Um, we had uh, a portion of those sign uh, 
forms, beneficiary forms that let EDA know, yes, if, if Paris does receive the fundings that we would, in fact, work with the city and hire out of the skill center. So that helped us be very successful mm-hmm. in obtaining the funds. And in fact, in, in some cases, it helped expedite mm. the award because EDA saw the demand in mm. our, our local community yeah, on, on the skills from our businesses. So that was really, really key. Yeah, totally. It was definitely a collective effort um, and all of those things aligning from your past experience to the community saying, hey, these are things, these are people that we need in our workforce. So um, what are some of the examples of the training that will be provided at the skill center? So the skill center is uh, mostly trade focused. So okay. we'll have welding, we'll have carpentry, we'll have uh, sewing, uh, CNC machining, 3D printing. So there's a menu of classes that will be offered there. And those are, are mostly influenced by conversations coming out of with our businesses, mm-hmm. identifying what it is that they need. And then also in conversations with our high schools and our community colleges and our unions. Mm-hmm. So um, all, all those entities provide some form of training related to uh, career technical mm-hmm. education. So it was a matter of bringing everyone to the table and saying, what what is it that you're providing training in that's mm-hmm. relevant in the needs of our businesses, and we wanted to house that and provide that within the skills center. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is something that, um, like the whole idea of developing trades in these students, I think that's something that is really lacking in the discussion for what are you going to do after high school? And so I think one of the questions that I have is just that our society seems to place a lot of emphasis on students going to college, even those that might not be suited for higher education, or maybe it's just not the right fit for them. So one of the downsides to this approach, I think is that students, um, or that there seems to be a lack of persons entering many of the skilled trade professions, which is why maybe there was a demand from the businesses for welders and things of that sort. So with all of that, how how do you think the skills center can address these issues of students maybe feeling that they need to go to higher education, but then maybe that's not the right fit or um, things of that nature? Does that kind of make sense? It does. It does. I So our and understandably so, uh, but but our our educators, our policymakers are putting a lot of emphasis on college first, and and pushing the message that you know um, that if you get a college degree, you'll be more successful. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's just this really big push and emphasis on on college curriculum in high schools, which is great and fine and I understand um, why that's very important we're competing in a global economy and it's important uh, to show that uh, we have an educated workforce however I, I really feel that we are are missing the boat on some critical issues such as um, making sure that those students that aren't going to college are really prepared for careers mm-hmm. coming out of high school because mm-hmm. in our region, we have less than 50% of our students going to college mm-hmm. out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be true for the next decade or two. And within the city of Paris, it, the number is even less. So um, so the push for college first within communities like ours, it, you know, it does our students injustice because it doesn't prepare the majority of them mm-hmm. for what's really waiting for them when they get out of high school. And it doesn't help them support the, the needs in their families and the reason why a lot of families want to keep them at home so they can work. Right. Uh, the, better, the better approach is pushing a career first program in schools and, and exposing students as early as kindergarten or even middle school 
to opportunities for careers, helping them dream about, think about things that they can do when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't uh, necessarily always align with college. And college can be sort of that platform that they use to kind of help them elevate their their dream or, or their pursuit of a successful uh, or a career that would make them happy. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to do a better job at pushing career first. And that's really my passion behind the Skill Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that we have a large population of students that just want to go to work. Mm-hmm. And that's what they'll tell you. Some of them don't even know where they want to work. They just want to go to work and they mm-hmm. just want to make money. So why not introduce them as early as possible to opportunities that they could really qualify for mm-hmm. if they put in the skills training early, they put in the work early in high school, uh, they focus on maybe uh, welding, maybe CNC machining, printing. Uh, I know um, Dr. Ricker Behinds of UCR, who's a filmmaker, is his vision is to start training um, students early in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And so UCR has that big push in the film industry. And so he's looking to partnering up with high schools and inspiring young writers, mm-hmm. actors, um, and filmmakers. And the trade feeds into all of that. The mm-hmm. trade feeds into the film industry. It feeds into economic development. It feeds into everything in, in life, our roads, our infrastructure, mm-hmm. our buildings. So it makes a lot of sense to look at graduating students with a high school diploma and a certificate for skills because mm-hmm. having that practical skill coming out of high school really doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, is really very beneficial. And even for students looking to go to go to college, and if they want to work part-time, they can apply those skills, the mm-hmm. certificate, certified skills, into some kind of job while they're in college. Mm-hmm. So that's really the goal um, and, and the hope is that as we address these uh, uh, skills training as early as possible, that, that we can really help improve the economic base in our disadvantaged communities. Yeah, definitely. No, that, that's great. I think that another topic that's receiving quite a bit of attention recently is this whole idea of automation, and particularly automation of the workforce. And so do you see um, automation as having any influence in the short or long-term outlook for the people that will be trained at the Skills Center? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's key to bringing the businesses early to the table and integrating our businesses into to our workforce programs. Uh, the businesses know how their operations are going to transition over time. They, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them have five-year outlooks on how they will transition their equipment mm-hmm. and their workforce. So having them at the table to help develop, you know, um, curriculum that can adapt to mm-hmm. the changes that they're anticipating will help us on the training side then train our our community and help them adapt mm-hmm. to the changes our businesses might mm-hmm. be going through and and so what that could look like is someone that could come in and train for welding today and seeing the opportunities of automation in the next three years for a business, they could then also get certification in the center mm-hmm. for some other technical opportunities like you know um, maybe, uh, maintenance, equipment maintenance mm-hmm. opportunities, mm-hmm. or even engineering design opportunities. So the goal of this uh, center is to adapt to the changes within mm-hmm. the community by mm-hmm. adapting to changes and needs for our businesses. And so as long as we have the businesses to the, at the table 
contributing ideas and helping us with curriculum, I think this center will most definitely help our workforce adapt to the changes in technology. Totally. And that's a really important distinction, too. And I think something that oftentimes people miss is that business connection in integrating them into workforce development. Um, And I think that oftentimes it's like, oh, automation is going to take all of our jobs or automation isn't going to take any of our jobs. And so you have to meet somewhere in the middle. And I think that conversation starts really with businesses. And like you're saying, the five-year projection plans. And so that's really, really insightful. Um, Kind of just switching gears a little bit, when is the projected opening date for the Skills Center? We... Uh, the plan is to open doors in September of 2020. Okay. That's the goal. So we, our city council just approved uh, the contract for a design engineering team mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and we're looking um, to complete design and break ground July of this year, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then open doors um, September of next year. That's really exciting. So if there is one critical element to the success of the Skills Center, what do you think that would be? (laughs) Leadership. (laughs) I think leadership is key. Uh, You know, you know, I, I could have all the great ideas in the world, but but if I didn't have the leadership behind me in, in the city of Paris, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have been as successful in, mm-hmm. in getting this grant. Uh, our city manager, Richard Belmutis, brought me in um, and and essentially gave me the sort of the priority of focusing on workforce development in Paris. Mm-hmm. So his push was critical. And, and when he said that, that pretty much gave me the green light to to yeah. go after grants as aggressively as I, I, I can. And then our city council as well was very excited about this because I, I didn't know. I learned when I came in that the, some, the, a skills training center of this magnitude was something they had been talking about for years, mm-hmm. um, for several years. And and so they were very, very excited mm-hmm. that we were uh, going after this funding, even more excited when we got the announcement uh, at our State of the Union that we had gotten the funds. Yeah. So so that that's really key is the leadership and the political will to push for innovative projects like our downtown skill center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'm just so encouraged by how it was such a collective community effort to push this forward, to receive that grant funding, but then not only just receiving the funding, but then also being able to actually put it into work, if that makes sense. And so that's really encouraging to see that um, just across the community, how everyone kind of pulled their hands together and did something great. Yeah, yeah. what makes it um, really easy is the fact that this was something that people have been talking about for years. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Paris, it's it's in the region. Mm-hmm. The talks about how do you address the, the workforce that's exiting our mm-hmm. businesses right now and that's creating a, such a disruption mm-hmm. in, the, in, in, in our local businesses. How do you address the transition mm-hmm. in technologies, mm-hmm. automation? So there's really... Uh, this hunger for for answers on how to address various workforce issues. Mm-hmm. So um, so that I think also was the push that that helped us um, make the argument for the um, 
the the immediate need mm-hmm. for a facility like this in our area. No, totally. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today. My pleasure. It was so yeah. fun to talk to you and just really honestly encouraging to hear about what's going on in the city of Paris and just the model that is being formulated as we speak. And so that's yeah. so, so exciting. September of 2020. September of 2020. Come out and learn with us. It's something new and exciting and, and we're open for more partnerships. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you. The Western Riverside Council of Governments, also known as WRCOG, exists to unify the Western Riverside County so that it can speak with a collective voice on important issues that affect its members. For more information on WRCOG and the COGCAST, please visit us at www.wrcog.us.